Got a question, the voices are rising, I hear Oh, Plastics Plastics is an SPE sponsored podcast Hi, hello again We're back, here we are with a, another wonderful face of the plastics <laughs> and polymer industry We're on Antec 2022 live interview season it's season. Live interview season, well it's like two days, yeah It counts as a season, if it's more than ten minutes it's a season in my life um, So I'm Lindsay Neville I am Mercedes Landazzari And, and I'm Amanda Nicholson Hey, hey. <laughs> and with our powers combined we are Plastics, the voices of resin. At last, we're here. Um, and we're here, like I said, doing our live show, Antec 2022. Um, you can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple, podcast Spotify, places. Stitcher, Google Podcasts. If you don't know where to get podcasts, you're probably not listening to us because that feels like you don't know where to find a podcast. Yeah, might be. You can also find us on uh, SPE's YouTube channel, uh, or you can go directly to the website for SPE.org slash podcast. There's also, we're not the only podcast on there anymore. There oh, is also the DEI podcast. All new one. Beyond Plastics. And then, if you want to find us on social media, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, eventually maybe TikTok. TikTok. So, yeah. Um, but today, we have a super cool guest. Um, Amanda Nicholson is a senior project engineer at the Madison Group. Days into her brand new job. Three, three days. days. So, if she has anything to say, please don't hold it against her in three years. <laughs> her boss was here, so her boss was yeah, watching. Her boss was <laughs> All right, we'll keep it G-rated then. Okay. <laughs> All right, so welcome. Um, first, tell us a little bit about your background, and then tell us about the Madison Group. Okay. Um, I have a degree in chemical engineering from the University of Akron, um, right out of school. Love for Akron. Yes, Love of it. Course. Always Go love for Akron. Where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, went to Parker Hannafin. I worked in sales there, selling hydraulic hoses and such. Um, wasn't technical. Te wasn't technical enough. Um, so I ended up at the Polymer Center of Excellence, which is awesome. It's just on the road from here. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Check them out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, ended up at Moldex 3D, running a little bit of simulation. It was a great time there. But um, now I'm at the Madison Group, and absolutely thrilled to be here. And three days in, what is the best part about the job? <laughs> this moment, right this here. This moment. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us, what does the Madison Group do? Because I mean, I heard it was very cleverly named. It was. This three guys who started it in Madison. Yeah, so, so they are based in um, Madison, Wisconsin, and um, they do plastics consulting. They're a global leader in plastics consulting. They do a lot of failure analysis, um, work with uh, design evaluations, not like design itself, but just evaluations of existing designs and uh, material evaluation. Any sort of plastic problem, we're up for the challenge. Um, you know, I did recently see one of your colleagues who's been there more than three days, um, and he did a presentation. You guys have a lot of fun stuff there. You guys got a lot of cool toys. Yeah. And you guys are going to start to do some uh, uh, QUV or xenon arc testing, yeah, weathering yeah, testing. Yeah, it's a good color, color yeah. in there. So tell us, what does, what's your piece of the puzzle? Because I, I don't think you're allowed to do all the toys, all the cool. Not just yet, maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I'm going to start out with is I'm joining the Manufacturing and Product Development Group, and I'm going to be starting out with a lot of mold flow simulations, basically helping people go from a design that they've got in mind, turning that into a manufacturable part. 
So what kind of stuff do people come to you with? Would they just be like, you know, here's a part design, what do you think about it? Or is it, are people approaching you further down in the design process where they're saying like, we have this mold, what do we need to do? Where, where, when do they come talk to you? Yeah. Um, well, it is a consulting business, so I would say all of the above. You're probably going to get a little bit of everything. Um, but yeah, anything from an inventor who has an idea that's great and they, they don't have a plastics background to companies who've got an existing mold and they're having problems with it, they're getting recalled, like parts failures, that sort of thing. Always feel. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just troubleshooting plastics problems, helping people make robust parts that are profitable. Mm-hmm. So, so when you were at the Polymer Center uh, of Excellence, you train non-plastic engineers, mm-hmm. right? So uh, what was the biggest uh, misconception about plastics or misunderstanding? So I had a really unique group of people. I would get people who were maybe running a press for 20 years but have never been formally trained. And then they'd be in the room with people who are degreed engineers, but maybe they were mechanical engineers coming over from metals. So they... That metal and plastic ain't the same. Yeah, exactly. So the biggest hurdle was always conveying what, what plastics are, like how they behave, because they have fountain flow. There's no turbulence. They, they're they non-Newtonian. They have uh, compressibility. I love all this. Fa- fountain yeah. flow? I'm not yeah, familiar exactly. with fountain flow. What is that? So. Well, right, right, right. But like besides what, what I'm thinking of, I can't imagine that that's happening on a production floor ever. What, what is, so what is fountain flow? <laughs> yeah, just the way the plastic actually flows. It oh, flows it's the oh, layers. Okay. All right, I see it now. I see yeah. it. Okay, got it, got it. Um, if you stop over at the, I'll, I'll do the plug for the Beaumont guys. Um, I'm pretty sure all their PowerPoints have fountain flow in them because that was one of my jobs as an ah, intern okay. is to like do all those graphics, not make the graphics, yeah. just literally copy and paste them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you're doing a lot of the simulation stuff, not to skip around, but that's my life. Um, <laughs> how many times do you think people underestimate the importance of simulation? Because I know there's a lot of stuff that like smaller shops either think they don't have the time for or don't have the money for and think yeah. like it's going to be fine. Because yeah, if you're making like a dog toy, you're yeah. probably fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but how many times do you see people kind of like get bit by that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, I can't give you a certain percentage or anything like that, but I will I say, want numbers. Yeah. <laughs> when I came out of school, all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I thought that everyone in this industry knew exactly how to injection mold everything. They had it all figured out. 100%. You know, that was every- a fun discovery, wasn't yeah, yeah. that? <laughs> I, I thought like everyone does simulations, and then I found out very quickly that people have budgets, you know, and they have a limit to how much staff. So if you want to do simulation, you either have to buy a very expensive seat of the software and then hire someone to run it or do one-off, um, you know, simulations with consulting groups. And that can really add up. But what I will say is it really does pay for itself, much like um, getting home inspections before you buy a house. Mm. You want to know where all those problems are. I didn't do are. that either. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And I actually got out of a house that was, it had black mold, it had a crumbling Ooh. foundation, and it had a retaining wall that was like about to fall all right. over. That's the so, new uh, simulation yeah. uh, tagline. <laughs> well, that brings You will it. have black mold in your house if you don't get this. That, that brings yeah. us full circle then, because in my mind, I had made a joke earlier about like, what do we do about this mold problem? But now, it, yeah. now it's so now, now I'm gonna use that joke. Okay, yeah. I like so it. They're better when we'll they're workshop explained. it. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, because um, yeah, I know I've seen a lot of times like people will skip it or mm. say like, oh, well, we'll get it run while we're building the mold because obviously the mold <laughs> build time yeah. takes a good chunk of time. And I've seen a lot of people try yeah. and like 
do them back to back and it's like, ah, they'll match up. It's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to know where your gate location is going to be, what your runner layout is going to look like and all that before. And also where your weld line is going to be. Are you even going to be yeah. able to fill out the part? Is the wall too thin? Right. You got to know these things before you build the mold because that's a, a huge investment. And what's the importance of having someone that's so well trained in it? Yeah. I mean, because I've seen people are like, yeah, I can I can run Moldflow. I can run yeah. Moldex. And you're like, do you? <laughs> can you, though? Can you? Can you, though? I would say, you know, garbage in, garbage out. If you know how your material is going to process, if you know your melt temperature, where your gate's going to be, what your runner system's going to look like, you can get a good idea of what the final part is going to look like. If you don't have that information and you're just making assumptions, or even if you have some good information but you don't know how to interpret the results, you're going to have a bad time with that. So uh. you do need someone with a plastics background who understands what the mold is actually going to look like to do this with the mold flow. So, I do love weird interpretation of results. That is one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah. So I just like the pretty colors, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's me. Yeah. Um, so, so speaking yeah. of speaking of strong plastics background, which mm -hmm. which you clearly have, um, and saying that we are plastics here, all three mm -hmm. of us, you know, we, we do have men on the show as well, but do you ever feel like you've had to prove credibility um, specifically because you're a woman or... And you're doing a lot yeah. of... I feel like you're in a lot of position of, like, educating people. Right. And I feel like yeah. as a woman, sometimes you might have to overcome that a lot mm -hmm. more than maybe a yeah. male colleague may have to. Yes. I mean, that does play into it. In another... Or has that never happened to no, you? <laughs> never once. <laughs> or because you're, you're also, you're I, also because younger. Because I'm young. Yeah. Yeah. So that was um, kind of a, a huge hurdle when I first started training because not only was I the only woman in the room who was, like, a head tall or a head shorter than anyone else. <laughs> at least. At least. Um, but also I was the youngest person in the room by a long shot. So in order to kind of establish credibility, I'd really have to show them that I can I can do, you know, what I'm actually teaching. Mm -hmm. So at the Polymer Center, I was really lucky in that there was a whole molding lab there. Mm -hmm. So I could literally take them into the lab and show them, like, this is how I run the machine. Mm -hmm. And sure, I had to carry around a little uh, step stool so I could get up and reach everything. Do you climb up, climb up there in your Xenons? Do you have Xenons yet? No, I don't have Xenons. Little plug, but Xenon workwear steel toes, they're we'll, amazing. We'll get your, oh, okay. we'll get your Fashionable. <laughs> I've got steel toes, but they're not fashionable. I call them my clown These shoes. These ones are good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see I can see how that would be like a big issue with yeah. you know sometimes I know I I throw out certain names of people I've worked for mm -hmm. to prove my credibility, yeah. even though as I've stated before, it doesn't change what I know. Yeah. But in their mind, somehow it does, which is frustrating. That's Any it. new person coming into the industry, you don't know what their background is. You just right. know that it's short. So is it good? Is it bad? What, what is it? You know, mm -hmm. and that's that's true with anyone. You know, I've met people who have worked in the industry for 20 years, but it kind of seems like it was the same year repeated 20 times. So. I definitely. I love repetitive names. <laughs> Ooh! Give us names. Give us names. No, no, no. <laughs> Never. Okay. Once this is off. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of camaraderie that can be built with women in the yeah. industry. Um, tell us a little bit about Ladies of Moldex 3D. Yeah, you're, 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 you're your most recent employer when yeah. when you and I met. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with the with Moldex 3D, they actually have the largest group of women that I've ever worked with, and wow. I found that to be a really interesting experience because, you know, most of the places I've worked have all been very male dominated. So I've never really been in a large group of women in a professional space ever. Um, so what I thought was like, wouldn't it be interesting if we all had a space where we could just talk together and like just share our ideas really without anyone else there and just see what happens? And I, I was absolutely blown away. First thing we did is started talking about our career goals. Where do we want to grow? What problems are we having and how do we solve them? Because we've got some people have been there just a little while and some people have been there for years, you know? Right. So have they seen that same problem? Can they kind of walk them through it? And then beyond that, um, what I found really fascinating is, you know, normally in companies, you'll have certain little silos that people work in. Like right. I, I worked in the engineering group, so I talked to engineers all day long. Mm -hmm. But then they asked me to make um, YouTube videos. And so in that group of women, there was um, one in Taiwan who works in marketing and she had some really great ideas on what makes a good uh, YouTube video. Really? So she That's sent me ideas from like other industries that had, you know, music and humor incorporated and like really great intros and outros and like a, a good like call to action included and everything. I and love it. it. Perfect. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know any of this stuff. So, so now you need to transition into making TikToks for us. <laughs> now I do Done. have a flip phone, so I'm not the... Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm just registering because I saw it in yeah, your hands yeah. and it's just registering now. Yeah. I did not, not see that. Not a technology gal. <laughs> but, but, I know. but also face a I technology <laughs> gal. <laughs> I'm a technology gal when it comes to work. I understand the benefits, but I don't like to be kind of tied to the internet all the time. Right on. I need the internet at all times. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and I do have a tablet. It has Wi-Fi, but I, I really don't use it I feel it much. a little bit better. Yeah. But I use still. it for GPS all the time because I have no sense of direction. Same. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that's definitely a woman thing. So, <laughs> so what, so what, tell, tell us more about these videos. What, what were they? What were you, were you were educating the younger workforce or what was, what were the videos yeah, involving? Yeah, so, well, they started out just kind of as a sales tool, but then I started looking into the statistics of who's actually watching it. And I found that everyone, everyone was 25 to 35 years old. No one was really outside of that. Hmm, really? Um, and so I was kind of blown away by that because most of my customers are not in that age group. Right. So and, they're, like, and they're out of college, so they're not trying yeah. to like use it. Right. To <laughs> so it's like, who is watching our videos? But I, I think it's a really interesting tool to use to kind of bring up young engineers to our level. Right. Because a lot of young engineers, they're they're going to the internet to learn right. how to do things. And I mean, I do the same thing. I use YouTube for everything from like learning how to do makeup to learning how to change my headlights. I learned it all uh, on YouTube. I have just started trying to garden and not kill things. Yeah. And I have used TikTok. Yeah exclusively for it yeah. because all our windows are north facing like yeah. that's it like all of our windows are north facing it's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know it's all dead <laughs> but yeah you know I, I think that's I think that speaks a lot to like what the industry is dealing with mm -hmm. or should be dealing with that's yeah. not necessarily being dealt with yeah. like I think I think a lot of people are looking for 101 201 yeah. type stuff and yeah. there, there's not a lot out there you yeah. know we were talking about training programs right. earlier and there are training programs but it's like it's almost too high of a level yeah. for mm -hmm. some people or, for what or, they need yeah or barriers to entry with it right mm -hmm. right I mean I, I feel really fortunate I met you and, and Laura Myers other people here in the room where it's like 
I could, coming into the industry as a new person and having questions that I felt like were stupid since we were friends, I could text you and you answered them. But if I didn't know you, right? Um, if I didn't if I didn't have the connections I made through SPE, which is another thing we need to talk about, uh, how we met. But, um, you know, it's 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 so, we need to to build other avenues to to push out knowledge to, to people yeah. who can't necessarily attend a specific event or a class right. or something. And especially being YouTube, like I make short videos. Mm -hmm. So far, that's what I've done, but I'm sure I'll branch out. But really short videos enable you to learn on your own schedule and just just what you want. Mm -hmm. Not a right. whole, you know, seminar on something, but just the information you're looking for, which is incredibly and helpful. So how short are we talking? I was normally <laughs> making somewhere in the ballpark of five minute videos, which that, I think is a good I think that's perfect because, you know, as like, like me, I would, if I wanted to learn something, mm -hmm. I only have a few minutes. Right. If I can't do it, in, if you say it's a 30 minute thing, <laughs> I you don't have 30 minutes. I, yeah. And even if you tell me exactly <laughs> Exactly where in the video. I'm yeah. never gonna remember. Your I'm never cat has pushed back. over your coffee. My, yeah. Your child Things is are on fire, jumping on, you know, to the from yeah. the couch to the yeah, you know, ambulance is there. I somersaults down my dad's recliner. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you yeah. get it. Yeah. We're all gymnasts here. We're exactly. all gymnasts here. <laughs> so you know, we're kind of talking about that younger age bracket. Mm. You know, and a lot of what the buzzy word seems to be is yeah. sustainability. Um, I know you have some passion about that. Mm. Can you tell us about any projects you're doing? Yeah, so I feel like everyone's really interested in sustainability right now, but all I'm hearing is, you know, compostable materials, recycling, like the same things over and over again. And what I'm more interested in is finding ways where we can sort of, um, you know, not only make things more sustainable, but also help companies' bottom lines. Unless it's profitable, it's not going to happen. So right. things like making parts to where they can nest inside of each other, you can fit more of them in a truck. Mm -hmm. That's why you're reducing your transportation cost mm -hmm. and the uh, environmental footprint of transportation, mm -hmm. um, trying to make things in a modular way. So instead of every time you get rid of your cell phone, you just throw your cell phone away, right? But what if you could replace the battery, replace the screen, replace the processor and the camera mm -hmm. instead of replacing the whole thing? And I mean, think of all parts that way as opposed to just, right. you know, just technology or just, you know. Or even just having the same charger. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so I'm not 36 <laughs> chargers deep. Yeah. Going, why do none of them uh, fit this one? Yes. <laughs> mm. I only have one device fully charged at any time. That's it. That makes sense to yeah. me. <laughs> and so you, you know, we kind of hinted at the fact that, you know, we've met you through different aspects of SPE. Mm -hmm. um, you serve on a couple boards. Mm -hmm. Any, what, tell us about the boards you serve on and kind of what they do. How, and how you got involved and yeah. why. Um, actually, uh, <laughs> so my boss at the Polymer Center suggested that I join the injection molding division. Um, and so I reached out to Eric Foltz, who was my new boss as of three days ago. <laughs> so that's very fun. Very cool. Um, so yeah, I've been on the injection molding division. I just uh, started like right at the beginning of COVID. So I kind of hit So great timing, yeah, exactly. no bad things, <laughs> been very yeah. forward Lots of in-person yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, I actually was lucky enough to meet some of the people on that board here this week, which oh, was cool. amazing for the first time. Um, so it's really good to have that human connection. But yeah, I was, I was like, who? <laughs> yeah, is Dave Wachonski here? Who's over there? Adam Kremschister. Where, where are all these? I don't see anybody. Yeah, um, a couple. <laughs> yeah, did the uh, Sustainability Rocks virtual event. I was a part of that. And we've got the uh, in-person one, I believe, coming up. And then I'm also part of the recycling division, which I'm very new to. Um, but excited to sort of help with that newsletter and see what else I can do. I feel like the recycling division is always trying to steal injection molding people. So now yeah. I'm starting to poach it. 
recycling people. Oh yeah? Oh, you're coming for me? Coming for <laughs> you're you. Coming for me? Listen, I've already threatened a fight on the last episode. I'll do it again. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if I told yeah, you. Let me back up first. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I don't know if I told you this, but Glenn Beale, a mentor of mine, mentor of many people in the yeah. industry here. Um, when I joined uh, SBE Chicago board, um, he said, you know, when he got involved, uh, his mentor told him, get involved in the newsletter because people are going to see your name every month. And it's a great okay. way to, uh, to meet people. And you, you learn, you know, people will talk with you yeah. and share information and you and people will get used to seeing your name. I still don't want to You're going to be famous. You're going to be famous. You can be famous. Look like that, Amanda. I'm already a little bit internet famous on LinkedIn, I feel like. Everyone seems to know me from there, you know? Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I feel like LinkedIn Amanda is just as yeah. Yeah, Amanda <laughs> just discovered. Thanks to your internet. Yeah, I don't know how we were a second connection. But I don't we, know. We should have been a connection. All right, well, we will, we're going to have you on a future episode, okay. so that way you can tell us which division is better. Mm. She's probably going to have joined three more boards by then, probably. we're going to be behind her. I know. <laughs> but we can, we can fight those people then. We can yes. team up. Yes, we can. It'll be fine. Yes, we can. Fight smarter, not harder. You know? <laughs> exactly. Fight. You get it. <laughs> All right, well, Amanda, this has been awesome. You are such a cool person with such a cool background, and we're so excited to be LinkedIn friends mm. because, is it friends? Is that connections. connections. We're only connections. connections. We're not friends. Connections. Yeah, sorry. Oh. Or we can be Instagram friends, right? Or YouTube friends. No, I don't know. Where TikTok friends. Follow. Where do I make friends? I think we got to go back to In Facebook. this day and age, how do I make a friend? I don't know. I've forgotten. That's, that's, been, that's been a, a couple episode. years of like being locked in the house. I just walked towards them with a beer. Uh, where can we find your YouTube videos? Uh, well, the only ones I've done so far have been on Moldex 3D's Northern America channel. So you mm-hmm. can find about 10 of my videos there. Nice. Um, but future videos will be on the Madison Group's YouTube channel. All right. Perfect. We'll be looking out Start for it. Start both of them. And, if, and if, they, uh, if you publish any before we release this interview, um, which is going to be... August. August. Okay. Something like August. Possible. Um, then let us know. We'll put it in the show notes. Awesome. Show notes. All right. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Plastics. New episodes appear on the first Friday of every month. So either follow or subscribe to get those new episodes ASAP. Plastics, the Voices of Resin, is a plastics podcast sponsored by SPE, Inspiring Plastics Professionals. If you want to find out more about SPE, please visit for, like the number, spe.org. Oh, plastics.